Boys, we're back for the first podcast of the new season, the 2021-22 season. We've got a lot to get through tonight. We've got off-season news, pre-season updates, season preview. Then before we go into a guest interview, our roast, and then finish with our predictions and monthly awards. First off, how have you boys been over the off-season? I'm raring to go. I'm ready. Ready for a huge one. Never better. Ready to get back into cricket. It's been a big off season. We'll get to that straight away, I think. Yeah, we'll get straight into it. Obviously, we've got a lot to go through, so... <laughs> yeah, first up, we're going to do the Revo Cricket social content. So, Revo Cricket, our preferred cricket provider. Go visit them in Shenton Park. Not AKS? Definitely not AKS. Or SNK. Neither of those two. Definitely not SNK. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, the club was begging us... To join the committee Basically, in the we just needed a refresh of the committee. A bit of a rejuvenation. And who stepped up? Well, all of us. The young guns. Us and Dan Sullivan. Basically, from the president, it was basically the fact that the podcast has just become such a worldwide phenomenon that you'd be silly not to put every single member on the committee in a really mm. important role. He felt like he needed us on his side or else the power that we had was going to be too big for him. Yeah, no undermining To be on him. a different side to him. And we yeah. might see later it actually might still be too much for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we start calling votes and overthrow him. <laughs> sort of a bit of a, you can't beat him, join him. So he realised he could not beat us, so he's recruited us to be on his side. But yeah, and that includes Bissett as the club's new barman. Yeah, it's a new era. Brett Davey obviously did a great job over the last... 10 years, I think. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, 10 yeah, It's a long time. And yeah, really no one else I don't think has an approved manager, so I think it's, it's sort of me or... Last, last man standing. Yeah, no, I did it all. We'll get Remo Ogden back to do it. Yeah, or we just don't have a bar. <laughs> so you... definitely can't see clues forking out $200 of the club's money to pay for someone's approved managers. Can you give the club a bit of an insight into what drinks new we can expect in the uh, season? Yeah, a lot more... Um, Seltzers and sugar-free cruises. So we are, obviously, we're a, what do we call it? A good sporting club. We're a level three good sports club. Level three good sports club, which means we're all about healthier. So mm-hmm. no sugar in those drinks. No sugar. So yeah, it'll be yeah fruit, flavored drinks, good <laughs> vitamins, minerals, all, the, all of it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, looking forward to it. So we are. I think we're going to cast our eyes backwards just temporarily. Uh, next, the club's wind-up included one of the. One of the greatest presentations that the club has ever seen, the Podcast 11 presentation. Now, I would ask uh, Bissett to go through exactly how that went, but I'm not sure he'd be able to recall, so I might ask Leachy or Justin. Um, Justin, you were the presenter on the night. We also forgot that, actually. Justin had his first um, MC. 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 Well, second. Second. For horse racing. Very true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got a little warm-up there. Um, I thought... It went alright. I don't know if the whole um, cohort was uh, getting around it as much as sort of the younger the younger boys enjoyed it. Quite polarising, you could say. Yeah, a bit of, brought a bit of humour to the night, but um, yeah, I definitely think some of the older heads weren't that keen to bring it back for this season. So we'll have to see how it goes. <laughs> that being said, though, in credit, Barry sprinted up to the stage. He couldn't wait to accept his award. He hates losing, so. Mm. Credit to the man. Um, and speaking of Barry as well, um, he's always got club interests at heart. We know that. Um, he's recently stepped up onto the NSCCA committee. Um, any rumour, any truth behind the rumours he's getting paid $3,000 for that? Look, I, uh, I can't confirm or deny, but 
Yeah, apparently the NSCCA committee do get paid. So what, uh, um, Justin Blades from Carinup has told me that the NSCCA committee. So he's getting away the registrar job and just going chasing the cash. Yeah, well, clearly. So, Smart man. Um, and I'm sure Baz would do it for free, but here he is accepting some cash anyway. Um, I respect it. He does also have the club's interest at heart because um, he was down in the middle of July um, on a cold, wintry day, and I get a call. Miles, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry, Baz, it's... What? The pitchers! They've dug up the pitch! <laughs> so, unbeknownst to Barry, Clues and I had organised a, a refresh of the pitch on Britannia North, and uh, Barry wasn't very happy he hadn't been kept in the loop. So, he's basically gone and talked to the workmen uh, and basically come up with the idea that the pitch isn't going to be replaced at all. Uh, and Barry was very frantic about the prospect of not being able to play on his beloved Britannia North. But rest assured, the pitch has been replaced. It's looking fresh as ever. Is he aware of that? We will be now once he listens. He loves his Britannia North. Yeah, and we've had another um, cricket bat brand come into the club. Another uh, sort of... We were trying to get them on for sponsorships, but they said they were too big for us. Um, <laughs> SNK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kusun's come out and released his uh, opening line of cricket bats. Just looking at all their um, players who represent SNK. Well, normally... The one who, one who took uh, my eye was Sham Bandara, probably their most notable one. Wanneroo District's gun. And I was looking Charm. at his stats last year. He didn't bat higher than 11. Well, <laughs> Sounds like miles. <laughs> Number 11's, that's true. Number 11's need bats too. Um, but it's funny because a lot of cricket bat brands will normally... <coughs> You know, try and put on state players or maybe whack a, whack a district players. You go through the SNK Facebook and uh, you see such superstar names as Damith Bashubangala Who? And Raj Ismailaj. Um I think Raj is still yet to um, clock over 100 runs in a year before. So hopefully SNK can be the, the bat that changes that for him. This is just a launching platform for SNK though. Mm. Yeah, things are coming. We saw them in the flesh in that scratch match a couple of weeks ago, and geez, they had some power behind them. Well, we have recruited a Langer, so maybe if uh, Kasun hands out a bat to the Langer, maybe that Langer can go to his uh, uncle Justin, and maybe that could get through the whole Wacker side. Australian side, even. Who knows how big it could go. All the best to Kasun on his cricket yeah. bat venture. And other people who are very keen on their new cricket gear, um, Zorba came rushing into the AGM when we had it on, eagerly telling everyone how he'd... Uh, stocked up for the upcoming cricket season in June. Not sure many other people are going to be uh, stocking up for the season in June, but good to see Zorba's taking a, a really tough grand final loss in his stride. And Oh, they might have been the in, new... on special in June because no one's buying him. You never know. Anyway, speaks of Zorba's hunger to succeed at this club. All right, our next point of topic is that Marshmallow's coming down to the club. Famous uh, DJ coming down to the club for our opening night opening weekend uh, so Jaden's call last year was that the place would be a registered nightclub and this is a, <laughs> step, a step in the right direction turned live concert music festival almost. yeah literally turned into a music festival yeah everyone get down round one um, we've gone to huge efforts to get Marshmallow down for round one if you haven't heard any of their music please listen on Spotify but yeah huge signing and it's the official opening night of Bissett's Bar so Make sure you get down after round one. There'll be $5 Celsius, $5 cruises. Everything in the fridge is $5 almost. Everything. There you Very go. <laughs> That's also a podcast exclusive. <laughs> Something slightly more serious. If bit, of a, bit of a where are they now sort of thing. Yeah. If you lost. Look, we've had the uh, sad loss of Matt Lafroy played, I think, six games for our club last no, year. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. We should, not, we should not, just <laughs> no. reword it. 
He's not dead. He's no. alive. <laughs> he's aware. still with us, but <laughs> well, look, he's um, he's, <laughs> I think he's dead to me. <laughs> we are the most southern club in the NSCCA. He's moved to the most northern club in the NSCCA, back to his old stomping ground at Mouche. So all the best for Matt Lafroy. He's going to be in East. inside exclusive on that. And the reason for him leaving is that he felt overwhelmed with the amount of teams that we had. So he wants to go back to so he's gone to a two club to the teams. village, the village club. Yeah. So Matt Lafroy isn't actually the only um, person we've lost. We've actually lost a whole team. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm hearing um, murmurings. We're only entering seven teams this season yeah. after J grade. I heard all um, of them retired on the spot after the grand final yeah. <laughs> reverse outright. Wait, what, what are you seeing? <laughs> I've heard none of them are returning. What? After that, they're not going to seek vengeance. Unless we've got 11 new players, but whoever played in that grand final team is no longer with us. I'll ask you a question, Leachie. If you lost a grand final reverse outright, could you ever show your face again? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to answer that. Oh, it's been so long since look, that. One of their, look, I forgot one, about it. One of their players that missed out... Um, there's always heartbreak stories. There's always heartbreak stories. and this Byron guy, Pickett in 93. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to take... Tony Bodra. This guy is going to take the cricket bag market... Away because <laughs> who needs cricket bags anymore when you can just use your car? Fair yeah. point because I go through so many cricket bags, they're always breaking. This guy, so Ian Turner, has rocked up to training, gone to pad up, gone to his car, and just headed to the nets from his car to have a net. So we actually shouldn't give him all the credit market. for that because Buckets actually does that yeah. every game. It's catching on. So, that is true. I mean, he did that in the scratch match. I think mean, he's actually got that from Robert Henry. That makes so much sense. We a couple of weeks so. ago when I rocked up for the committee meeting, I just saw a couple of people wandering through the car park in their full cricket kit. I was a bit confused, but that clears it up a little bit. And we've got uh, one final piece of social news for the... Oh, it's on-field and off-field, but after the many tales of the junior coaches last year, um, a lot of them come under, come under a lot of scrutiny. Um one clearly has brushed off all the negative stigma and moved above and beyond. He's deemed himself too good for the Leadable Career Club Junior Program and he's actually off to coach at Mount Lawley Districts. Uh, so Simon Homsney, I don't know if Mount Lawley Districts uh, allow people to make, allow junior coaches to make the kids cry, but you might need to adjust your methods there, mate. And Wilbur and Dan could be taken over the reins. Yeah, obviously there was an internal and external review process that happened last year and it was a view of the that committee that um, another bullway step in, which is controversial, but yeah, um, I'm obviously just going to be sort of overseeing to make sure he doesn't employ too many of Dion's tactics. I don't want to be having <laughs> the drama that Dion gave us last year. But. Has Dion's contract been renewed, been renewed as coach this year? Does anyone know that? But, uh, yeah, I can't comment on that. Ash Day was pretty strict on um, the policies surrounding behaviour of kids mm. so it'll be interesting to see if Dion Boulay's uh, contract gets renewed as coach but stay tuned looking forward to it should be a great year should. another premiership I'm moving on to our next segment uh, we've got the pre-season review so uh, this section is sponsored by the Source Bolt Foods in Mount Hawthorne if you want to source any foods <laughs> go to Source, <laughs> go to source. <laughs> uh, they're up at the Mez good people there it's worth a look so we had our intra-club scratch match, I think, last week or the week before, boys? How yeah, we had it uh, last week, just gone. Look, it was a good match. It was very tense at times, and we knew that was going to happen after last year's events with some controversial umpiring by BC manager Raj Ismailards. So, look, we were very pumped for this game. We even got a pre-match breakfast just so we could 
chat out the logistics and the game plan. But look, we courtesy of the donkey corner, little yeah, donkey, little donkey corner, little donkey corner. Correct. The donk. We uh, <laughs> sent. We didn't actually send the wise heads in. They didn't have enough people rock up at the start, so we let them bat and we rolled them for 164. Mm. Uh, wickets were shared around pretty much. I think Baker, Ashby took too far. Yeah, Leachy was on a hat trick at one point. Yep, going through the lefties. <laughs> and then we were in trouble at 4 for 48 with most of the senior young players um, losing their wicket, all to Ted Ridden. And then entered young guns, Cam Slapper Baker and Dan Kettle, who the slapper. just the took slapper. the game away from the wise heads. And we ended up winning eight down with six overs to spare. And some highlights of the match. We actually had an ex-South Australian cricketer who played one game. Or a namesake. More likely it seems. But yeah, Craig. More likely it seems. <laughs> Craig Francis. And he batted in jeans. So he shows that you don't actually need cricket wise to play cricket. And he looked as good as any of those uh, wise heads. And you know why? Because he was using that SNK bat. <laughs> yeah, must have been. So now we make our own bats. And we don't need whites. And we don't need cricket bags. Yeah, so true. Innovate, innovators, innovators. Yeah, um, another highlight of the um, of the match that obviously you know after being out in the field we all get hungry. We we understand that, and we actually didn't provide players tea on the on the afternoon. So um, only human. So Raj has ordered a, um, a whole bunch of KFC for his team. Well, fair enough, of course, that's fine. Um, another great friend of the show. KFC. Yeah, the Colonel. Um, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Colonel. Who will we see? KFC dog swamp. Um, All anyway. your local chicken needs. <laughs> anyway, um, so after James has been in the field, um, Deaf James, um, who we're listening to, by the way, he... <laughs> if he gets old. <laughs> he was pretty hungry. Um, and obviously, you know, instead of ordering, you know, some more food or leaving to get food, James has decided to take matters into his own hands, um, <laughs> dig through the discarded KFC bag for any scraps of chicken. Quite aggressively, too. Yeah, yeah he was like, ripping that bag apart. Him. Oh. And he's like he, foaming at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't find any chicken, but he discovered a, an unused um, a bowl of potato and gravy at the bottom of the bag, and he demolished that thing like a maniac. Couldn't find a spoon either. Just went straight, straight with, the with the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Has there been sense? <laughs> 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 Has <there> been excited? <laughs> Move on. I feel sick. Move on. What's the next one? Mike Thomas rocked up straight out of a losing prelim in A grade am- ammos to umpire our. Intra-club scratch match And has given Miles out LBW And Miles has proceeded To spray Mike Thomas And kick his helmet 30 metres Walking off Look Any comment Miles? I don't think I think it speaks for itself Mike Thomas One of the all time Weird blokes Just decided to Ruin what was otherwise A really competitive match With Absurd umpiring Genuine um, friend of the show. Nearly lost the game for us as well because you were batting pretty well. On the I, mean, I, was, I was on. I was actually on fire, but I was on fire. So um, yeah, we got we got away with one there. I think it had the result been uh, gone, not gone our way, I think Mike would have had a few questions to answer. His clearance would have been under the bar, ready for a signature. Yeah. And the last point was, I think we had a snitch at training because, and the thing is, there was only three old guys there: Ted Ridden, He's Mark Ennis, and Buckets, who doesn't really know how to use Facebook. So, I mean... I'm not sure who it was. I wonder who it was, but Barry found out that we had a ploy to a short ball attack him, given he's such a strong front foot player. Credit to him, you've got to bowl to someone's weaknesses, and he ended up pulling out. Yeah, um, especially with Barry, the new helmet laws um, are in. Uh, Barry normally bats in a wide brim, but, you know, he's got a... His bonce is protected now, so no risk there, really, but 
he couldn't face the music. Do you have any word whether his helmet is actually British standard or not? Um, yeah, no comment on that one. I I'm heard sure. he was about to get the sure welding if, gear yeah, out. I'm not sure if taking an angle grinder to your helmet counts as British standard. So he didn't get it from our friends at River I know he did, but then he's tampered with it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wouldn't... Alan Crook, we'll, we <laughs> NSCA, NSCA umpire coordinator, if you're listening. <laughs> Which I'm sure you are, after this social media policy thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> true. This is a defamation, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, hopefully he's back for round one. It's not still scared. We also had another scratch match. Um, the just weekend just gone against old foe, the Yuppers. Good to see a lot of player commitment in that game. Couldn't even nearly string a team together. But anyway, we got 11 on the park, thanks to Ted Ridden and Lee Gardner playing late. But yeah, quick run through. Mike Thomas, Jace Davian, young gun, 16-year-old Jack Fletcher start. Um, making 40s and 50s. And we made 240 and we rolled them for 140. Damn, always gave Manice out, and Manice just kept asking everyone all day if they thought it was out. But sorry, Andy, that was out. And there's a bit of a relationship brewing at the club between Mike Thomas and Buckets. Look, they um, like to copy each other. Mike Thomas pulled his shorts up all the way to his groins, and Buckets <laughs> did the same on game day. So, <laughs> some weird relationship going on there. Uh, Mike Thomas even asked Buckets if he would come to Henry, and Buckets. Was on board, but I don't know if that happened on that I heard Henry Summers actually named after Robert <laughs> Henry Summer of 1962. He absolutely <laughs> tore it up. When he used glad rap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on from there. Um, so our next segment is the season preview, which is brought to us by Bisley. If you want any workwear, make sure you go to Bisley. That's absolutely right. Or Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what you want. If you're in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll start off with our A-grade team. So, Miles, you probably best suited to take this one for us. Absolutely. So, A-grade has a new captain this year. Um, Gavin Smith has decided to finally relent from his rotating captain's policy um, and back the youth. So, Owen McElwee is going to be um, the gun leading our team into battle. I think the top order is going to be bolstered at the start of the year. Um, the return of Cade Williamson is a massive coup for our side. Uh, Cade was working over east and he's made the move back to WA. Not 100% is last I heard from Gavin Smith. Not well, 100%, well, which well, is well, pretty well. big. Cade will be listening, so um, please, Cade. Might need to change those flag predictions. Anyway. Um, that we haven't done. We'll especially need them because we have lost a couple of key players. Um, Joe Costa, um, he's got a burgeoning uh, MMA career in front of him. So, unfortunately, cricket and MMA don't mix too well. So, um, I think he'll be playing sporadically whenever, um, you know, the octagon's closed on a Saturday. Um, And then Ivo and Gavin Smith have... um, Personality clash. Yeah, they've had a a post-season review, effectively. um, And and Ivo's exit meeting hasn't gone to plan. So um, Chairs were thrown. Yeah, it was it was heated. So um, we're so not he, sure about Ivo. He's a TBA at this point. Is well. he retiring or is he seeking a trade? It's only something that only Ivo could um, could answer. So the thing right now is just taking some time away from the game to go to thought. The game that he loves so much. <laughs> he does. Passionate. I'm sure um, we'd be able to get him down here for um, marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so last year, one of our problems was the fact that our batting order, although it was really deep. Um, batting all the way to number 12, 
Uh, a lot of people didn't take step up and take ownership of an innings, um, and we produced a lot of sub-par scores. So one of our key aims for the year will be to fix that, the problems with the batting order, uh, as well as promoting the youth up the grades to, to really rejuvenate our side. Um, there's a chance that we could enter um, round one with up to up to eight or nine uh, blokes 25 or under inside. So it's a never-before-seen frontier for A grade. Gab Smith, very nervous about it, but uh, we're very excited. Leachy, you want to take us through C grade? Yeah, so Ashby's taken the reins from Jace Davey this season, which is really exciting. I think having another young captain um, in the top two grades is really good and shows where the club's at. Again, I think there's going to be a lot of young guys in the side mixed with some older guys who um, are coming towards the end of their career. So it's going to be a really good mix in the side, and I think that they're going to have a belter of a year, especially under Ashby, who... I think he's a real people's person and he will please all those guys who play on his side. D-grade, Wilbur. Uh, yeah, uh, real changing of the garden, D-grade, after last season's heroics from Fasolo and his men. Uh, it's been handed to everyone's favourite bus driver, Kasun. <laughs> um, so Kasun will have lots of responsibility this year to try and defend that, defend that flag, which yeah. I think is going to be... <laughs> Probably pretty tough for him without the likes of like O'Day and McLean. But I don't know, Kasun, I think he's got a lot of untapped leadership potential that hopefully we see from him this year. So what's the plan with Kasun? Because I don't think he's um, ever played D-grade, so it's an interesting mix. Yeah, he'll be debuting in D-grade as captain, which is good. You'd think that the club's really sacrificing a lot. Yeah, um, I think it's... Kasun up there to get all these Sri Lanka yeah. to hide in G-grade and up the grades. It's interesting because Kasun's a really talented man. Like I've heard he's really good at golf, tennis, boxing, bowling, and... Bus driving. Bowling, like wee bowling. Yeah. Um, I've heard he's really good at all those sports. Uh, what's the other one? I'm missing one. Oh, baseball too. Um, yeah, because he's really good at those sports. We're not how sure. Like wee baseball? Yeah, we're not quite sure how he goes at cricket. Um, but yeah, he has made an appearance. Maybe here. some resort sports too. Yeah. <laughs> and Frisbee throwing. Was the sword fighting one? <laughs> Fencing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so yeah AKA Matt. Cricket might be a bit of a challenge for him, I think, okay. degrade. Yeah. I think he's played some big beach sports before. Kasun has... <laughs> There's it definitely to see whether he has his business cap on or whether he really focuses on the captaincy. Yeah, he's just trying to make some money off, yeah. off the other players. Kasun has actually played first grade at Sterling, so maybe... True. Great club Sterling, thriving. But Kasun looked good in a scratch match, so all the best to him. Mm. Yeah, all seriousness, I think he'll be all right. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Walk you out. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, just push, I just pushed so hard at the committee <laughs> meeting for him to be captain. I'm really pleased he's got this uh, opportunity. Yeah. It's great to see. And F grade, uh, Rasika has been shown the door. And Ted Ridden, who was previously unavailable for a lot of last year because of firefoot commitments, has stepped up and taken the captaincy reins. Equals captain. And I think that's a very exciting grade. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people hoping they get picked in that team. Because, like, they're seeing the standard of that grade last year, I think it's. Um, I don't want to jinx anything, but it should be a flag pretty much on a silver platter if they want to take it. It's a big call early. Before a game. Is it Morley still in that grade? No, no, no. Good? I'm pretty sure Morley have gone up. The E grade? I think so, yeah. Okay, Morley have gone up, so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. So with the new players in there, hopefully you get the likes of Shrek in there. Um, Dreaming. Could be, could be a good year, hopefully. And with Ted, excellent leader, I reckon. 
Can't believe he's called it before. Ball is bold. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to G-Grade. So, interesting one with G-Grade is that they don't actually have a captain yet. Um, oh. we're, we're in the final stages of negotiations with a, a bunch of different parties. Um, potentially Raj, we're not sure. Anyway. Who are the other candidates? Uh, it's to be kept under wraps at the minute. We're uh, trying to secure some, some big fish. From inside the club or a new player? Uh, potentially, uh, could go either way. So watch this space. Anyway, um, G Grade obviously were um, were premiers last year. Um, you know, superstars like um, Max Mustillis, etc., are going through those grades. Um, but it will be interesting to see G Grade now that uh, potentially some of their stars might have to move up the grades um, and play the grades that are appropriate to their ability. So people like Shamira, um, Amila, Raj Suarez, Ryan Lanzon, just to name a few. Uh, I don't think they're going to be playing too much in G grade this year. So there's some talent in there, that's for sure. But it'll be interesting to see how they go without their superstars. Yep, that'll probably do us for G grade if we can move on to H grade. H grade, Saxon's taking the range from Cookie. I think it's going to be another young side with guys in that um, 19 and 20 age bracket who I used to coach. Everyone's favourite man, Ben Simpson, will be in that side with the likes of the Kettle Brothers, uh, Tom Francis, Hamish Lisk. So, look, Saxon will do really well with those guys. I don't think there's going to be too many changes. They should have a good season. Same with Cully's side in I grade. He's taking the reins again. I can't see too much happening in that grade. Uh, just more the older guys like your Pactors and your Gillespie's and Chili running around in that grade. And the last grade is J grade. Again, Zorba hasn't... Um, been sacked after the grand final. We're actually He's not sure again. about the entry of J grade into the um, the competition yet. Mm. Oh, we haven't. So we're not sure. Well, based on the, the rumours of eleven retirements immediately after the the season, um, we're not quite sure. It'd be irresponsible of us to say that to give a preview of J grade, and we might not even. See well, yeah. are they retiring because of last year's grand final, or because they're refusing to play with a new helmet rule? Because I've heard that there are several players who aren't playing J-grade because of the helmet rule. Let's just say I don't think the helmet rule will be relevant in this situation. (laughs) Very, very true. All right, it's time now for our very first ever Pacific Safety Wear guest interview. And this time we've got the newly appointed captain of C-grade, Ashby Dennis. Ashby, what does it mean to you to captain this season? Oh, it's been a big road getting here. I've... Playing the club for a lot of years now, played juniors here, so nice to step up and do something for the club. So since two thousand seven, yeah. yeah, first first junior grade here, so big time coming. Giving back to your roots, exactly. Never captain the juniors, but time to mix it up, try something else. And your past been interesting. Came as a like a medium pace bowler, and now you're a leg spinner. Yep, yep. I've played, got plenty of wickets as a seam bowler, changed it up a won few a years ago. Award. Did win a bowling award before Miles as a seam yep. bowler. Yep. And um, yeah, decided to change it up. Ended up playing high grades doing it, so I think it's been for the better. All right. Um, a question around your captaincy. Are you looking at picking any bolters to start the season? There could be a few few cheeky ones looking to get into the lineup. Depends who gets on the training track. That's a call out. That's a direct call out. Exactly. Any names going to give anything away? Oh, there's been a few. No, I won't give any secrets away yet. Depends what the other teams start looking like. But uh, I think one Leo Lakshan from last year <laughs> might get a look in. So Kryptonian. Exactly. <laughs> Kryptonian. 
Um, now, this guy hasn't played at the club for a few years, but I know that you guys used to have a really close relationship, played a lot of cricket together. Do you miss Michael Nipper McCrudden? Absolutely. The, the bopper himself, he's uh, very influential in my first couple of years playing in our fourth grade side. He uh, gave me a gig as soon as I started bowling leg spin, so it'd be nice to get him back down to the club. Kids a year older now, see if... Uh, our other resident Gigi player, Ryan Gray, can get back to the club this year. Might even get a game for me. Who knows? You hit the winning runs with him. Were you out there with him? Yeah, me, me and Nipper out there, fourth grade flag. Uh, yeah, that was a real special moment for me. And Nipper, I, I think, so... Kid yeah. should be able to fend for himself by now. Yeah. <laughs> and Nipper will be listening too, no doubt. You'd hope so. Wouldn't he be over a year old now, so surely um, Mrs McCrudden can take up some of the duties on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is a question we ask all our guests. What is your best cricket memory? Might have already mentioned it, but anything else might come to mind. Uh, so, yeah, winning the fourth grade flag was pretty special. The year before, I was a uh, 12th man for the C grade flag out in uh, Ferndale. 50th premiership for the club. That exactly. Was, that was, uh, I was out on the ground for that one. So that was, that was a pretty special moment as well. Really, really good for the club. But, uh, yeah, mainly the, the fourth grade flag winning the winning runs was pretty special. Out in Ascot, very nice to do. Uh, we got some viewer questions, but firstly, uh, who do you look up to at the club? Oh, there'd be a few I look up to. One, one would be my first captain as a or as a senior player, Johnny Carsich. <laughs> my hasn't been around the club moment. My a bit of a call out to him to get down again as he, well. He would definitely be listening. Absolutely, no. Mm. Jay Gray needs some rejuvenation as well. He was almost Carl Fasolo's boss at one stage, I think. I can believe that. Definitely can believe that. Before Carl turned his back on him and yeah. accepted a rival job offer. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a few, maybe there's a bit in that. Mm. Hasn't been seen at the club since. I think uh, F grade, after the captaincy of last year, might be looking for some rejuvenation, so, oh, so who knows? <laughs> I'll move on to our viewer questions. Uh, firstly, Cassidy Thompson sent in. Uh, what do you think the main childhood factor was uh, for your brother's turbo switch? <laughs> oh, it's always been there. Hasn't changed. I think recently when it's become, it's become not as bad. Yeah, I'm zen now. He's changed the last couple of years. I don't know what Cass is talking about, to be honest. Gav gave him an altar um, maiden last year. It's a bit scary for the few years of childhood, but no, it's a lot better now than it was. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So, Riley Groves. Don't recognise that last name, but yeah, Riley. How long does a luscious mo like that take to grow? Oh, it's more of a family, uh, more heritage than uh, time. So I think uh, Riley's got no hope. Yeah, you got <laughs> got all you don't, hey? Exactly. Michael Day was meant to submit a question, but it looks like he submitted a statement. So we're just going to read you what Mike said. And he said, floating batsman this season, top six for sure. He did put a question mark at the end. <laughs> not, entirely, not entirely sure what he's asking. So I don't know what your response is to that. Does that mean I'm batting in the top six? Because that could well, happen as captaincy. Yeah, you're the captain now. So no one can stop you. Captain's where privilege. See, where do you see yourself oh, uh, batting, you reckon, this year? Definitely higher than 12, where I was batting for summer last year. So yeah, okay. work my way up on my own back. Yep, move on to the next one. And Barry Sloan has asked another question in regards to your style. Is that haircut and mo staying for the season? Well, the haircut's already already changed, so this is a podcast exclusive. <laughs> it's been a he's had a trim. It's a new one, so everyone's going to have to wait till they see me come to training. Might get a squiz. Mo's going to stay, but the mo's always going to be around. And leading on from that, Ted Ridden says that he has been looking for a new hairstyle and wants to know who your barber is. 
I don't think Teddy Ridder's got any luck getting my hairstyle, I'll be honest. But um, you can look at our Oxford Street Barbers. Yeah, just shout on, out to Oxford, down Street, Oxford Street. Yeah, friends of the club. And Brett Sheldrick wants to know the best sledges used on Miles. <laughs> I thought that would more be a question for Miles. How about just best sledges <laughs> that you've heard in general? <laughs> oh. never, never any good ones going around in park cricket, really. So you usually get more bad ones than good ones. So. That's true. What's the worst sledge you've heard? Jimmy Kerr gets a bit aggressive with it. Yeah, I think he's got to tone it down a little sometimes. But no, no, nothing really good. It's all been bad from what I hear. Yeah, nothing really sticks, does it? Uh, is that a podcast exclusive that Jimmy Kerr will not be lining up in C grade? Who knows? That's <laughs> <laughs> too early to make that call. Uh, well, thank Jimmy, you. Jimmy's going to be fuming now. Because someone's going to be so happy. Don't go to Pirate Life Brewing. We'll wrap it up there before we uh, offend anyone. So uh, thanks for being our first ever Pacific Safety Wear uh, guest interview. If you want any workwear, head to pacificsafetywear.com.au. That's or if it. you're a uh, listener in Papua New Guinea, go to pacificsafetywear.org. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. Thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Thanks very much. Now we're back to our most familiar segment. we got the roast, which is obviously done by Barbaco. If you want a roast, you've got to do it with Barbaco. Yes. And if you don't believe me, you only have to take a quick trip to Google and Google reviews, and you can see they got they got three five-star reviews here, two of which being from Vaughan Barcusen, the owner. He obviously rates his own work. And another one, we got Grace R, who's left a message review on Google. Oh, this will be... <clears throat> Grace. Grace has said... <laughs> How many stars from Grace? Oh, one star. What? I thought the, the braids, they have a good quality. She What's must, going on? It must have exploded or something. What's Grace what said? She said... She said <laughs> was driving along Alexander Drive in Darnella with the work view. Right. Reckless driving. <laughs> right. Um, overtaking people doing the speed limit and cut off a car at a red light <laughs> to get in front. What? I don't know how this is relevant to the Bryce, but almost swide sight me <laughs> trying to overtake someone else. And a little piece of advice, she says. Maybe when driving a company vehicle with signage everywhere, <laughs> don't drive like a maniac and put other people on risk. What the hell? <laughs> it was not what I was expecting. But um, well, there is. I'm actually looking just here. There is one more final five star review um, from, from a guy called Ryan Ruthven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that Bar didn't realise that was what the review was going. Sorry, Barbaco, if you want to roast. Yeah, do it with barbecue. Do it with barbecue. Yeah. I'll I'll cut that bit out. Um. Anyway, we'll move Make on. Make sure you drive responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was roasting in the car. Wasn't really paying attention. Don't drive and roast. <laughs> <laughs> you bloody idiot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. TAC. So uh, we'll now, move on to the actual roasting. Yeah, now to start the actual roast. <laughs> now there's only one candidate. Well, uh, one group that. of candidates. Twelve actually, candidates. Twelve candidates for this roast because. Something that's never happened before in the history of Leaderville Cricket Club happened on grand final day last year. And look, I'm not sure if we caused this here at the podcast, but basically, wind your mind back to our grand final preview podcast. We said that, look, maybe J-grade don't quite have what it takes to get the job done. On the big stage over there at South. Yeah. Um, and look, Zorba didn't take too kind to this. Left a couple of Facebook comments. Um, Swearing that they were going to prove us wrong on the in, field in another language, though, and <laughs> Italian. I don't know what it was? It wasn't English. Fucking language. And look, yeah. 
Malakas. LCC in this game battered like a bunch of Malakas. Uh, first innings were rolled for 71. Um, Surely they didn't defend that. But, but, in, but grand finals, yeah. pressure's always on when you put a score on the board and they order this. happens. Um, so they're <laughs> yeah, playing. And with their bowling attack too. Playing the might. That's true. Bobby. The might of Edgewater um, down on south. Um, and with Barbie having the whole crowd cheering him on, doing the, the signature arm raise, they've managed to roll Edgewater for 67. It was like a yes, very useful situation, wasn't it? With the crowd in the background. It was. He was getting up and about. But yeah, shady. They did it. I see incredible but... scenes. <laughs> well, they did it. Unbelievable. This was about 1.30 on on the Sunday of Grand Final Week. Um, day two. Me and Leachy sitting down, enjoying a beverage, watching Carl's men you know, eventually win. Uh, and we we're very excited because Zorba comes rushing past us. I told you, boys. I told you. We're premiers. Oh, thanks, Zorba. Next minute, now Adamson come, comes rushing past. Look at us go. Barbie comes rushing past. I think he did a cartwheel, I think. I think I saw him do. It was amazing. Mind you, we were very happy as well yeah. at this point. Oh, we we want to get proven wrong on this podcast. Yeah, we, we, we want flags. We put the challenge out we, there and they've responded. I was actually out on the field at the time and I saw beers were beers were flowing, yep. getting poured on each other. Yeah, it was pretty early in the day. There was only about 130 runs scored. And then, yeah, exactly. So basically only halfway through this match, LCC think they've won and then the Edgewater captain has to walk all the way from south to Zorba at the bar who's ordered 15 Coronas. For himself. <laughs> um, yeah, mate, we'll, we'll keep going. Zorba goes, what? What do you mean? We've won. And that Edgewater captain goes, and there's actually uh, two innings in a cricket match. And four hours left in the day. And four hours left in the day. At this point, pandemonium ensues in the LCC camp. They don't know what to do. They've lost their mental edge, and they basically weren't expected to go out. And all, and all, at this point, they're still one. They've just got a bat for four hours. They've got a bat for, you know, Not six, even, 60 like, minutes. They've bat for three hours. Well, really, they only need to make another 60 and... They'll do them again. There you go, exactly. So you'd think this is an elementary sort of just keep blocking and, and you'll win this premiership. Unfortunately, one of the Edgewater bowlers has stepped up, ripped through the uh, the lineup, and it rolled J grade for 40 runs. 40 runs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's got to be up there with the all time lowest scores ever in a grand final. Uh, two innings for 111 hey, runs. Was there a few Richard Pant style dismissals in that 40? From what I can recall. Zorba just jumped the opening ball over When I can like recall, a lot of swings to the heavens. <laughs> trying to keep the game away from Edgewater. Well, and just to clarify, this was in the second innings and all they had to do was just bat for an hour or so just to kill such the game. They had such a bat. And these absolute melts down at J-grade have been rolled for 40. Jesus no wonder Christ. the podcast didn't have any faith in this team. What Wait. the hell are you doing down there in J-grade? Wait, it's not over yet, but surely we managed somehow to defend it. 35 40. to win. Surely Brad Boswell and Bob Yard pull something out. Edgewater chased it six wickets down. <laughs> one of the all-time... Oh my God. There can't bat- have been long left in the day. One of the all-time batting displays down in, uh, in J-grade. How long was left in the day when they hit the winning runs? Not very long. That's an unreal Never day of cricket. An unreal day of cricket. 36 wickets. Yeah, no, 40 wickets for about 200 runs. 
Man, that's so unprocessed. Uh, I'm, I'm in awe. I just can't believe it. Jay Grad, you don't mess with the podcast. We knew what was happening. I think that probably confirms that rumors that they've all retired then after hearing that. And I didn't know the actual raw data of the day. I just knew well, you were boss. busy. You were busy winning your own flag, Wilbur. So it's not your problem. You just had faith well, in that. And one of the other teams. It's the club's problem now that we're going from eight to seven teams. It's not our problem. We've jettisoned those guys. <laughs> They're done. They're out. They're finished. The thing is, I don't. I don't want to cause a like an us versus them. Like I, I just want to. I just want to say. I just want to say it again. Like we really wanted them to win, but like I think it just must have been the cricket gods, the cricket karma. Mm-hmm. Once they came in and they said those things, like it was just something was bound to happen. Yeah. And they lost the unlose. Like saying before the game, like there's no chance we lose this, something like that. That's all right. But mid game, that's when you've got to be serious. And when you talk about cricket karma, GD, I think there's one key selection call that caused this poor cricket karma on these guys. The man who's actually knighted. I've got no, I've got no doubt that Sir Ian Turner would not have been rolled in the same manner as these other guys. He would have fought so, like anything. His wicket means the world. How many, how, how many knighted men do we have at this club? Literally one. <laughs> And One he ever. somehow didn't play in any of our eight teams. So, or five teams on grand final day. That's been the barbecue roast. If you want to roast, do it with barbecue. I'm a bit down after that. And don't roast and drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to bring it back up a notch. Uh, we've got our season predictions. So, I love these. This is huge. We'll go through these. These are done by the key group for this year. If you want mining equipment. <laughs> Road work's done. If you, want to, key group. if you want to know what this company does, go talk to Cody. <laughs> I, I think it's keygroup.com.au, so you can find more details. Sure, we're not another work work competitor. We can't have three work work companies. <laughs> That'd be a bit of variety. Um, so we started off uh, Leo winners, as we always do. So, so we, were, we were terrible last year picking this. I think our top pick came 57th. So hopefully, yeah, I was lined with Gab, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't actually know who Chimera was at the start of last season. Yeah, that's fair. So I couldn't pick him. We'll but this season, I'm going with Dan Boulez. Dan, what? Yeah, well, <laughs> it might seem a bit like a rogue choice now, but I know our analysts have yeah, been on it. Well, our analyst Dan Boulez is on the maths himself. <laughs> um, he's gone through and worked out the exact amount of runs, wickets, and catches that he will take each game this season, mm-hmm. and I know. There should be a lot of people out there that respect numbers. You can't argue with them. And so that's why Dan is my prediction for Leo's. If, well, he, gets his, if he gets his two wickets, 25 runs and two catches a game. He comes out with 1,350 points, doesn't he? And I can't see anyone beating that. So, Unless he gets injured, that's the only way that one of your guys' predictions Have we high. done the numbers on him getting injured? Like, what's the chances of that? Uh, pretty high. Well, considering he missed 50% of games last year with injury. Yeah, and he currently can't run apparently until after Christmas, so. Oh, that might hurt him. Might only get like twelve hundred or something. You don't need to run when you just yeah, hit massive bombs over mid wicket. And he said he'll be fielding slips. He has two caps a game, yeah. and, he just, and he only takes one step in his run up. So he's two wickets a game anyway. So actually, I'm interested to see how he goes, but um, I'm sure the other three here have different predictions. So Dad, I've also gone the maths approach, and I've done my own analysing. I've gone into my cricket and. Ted Ridden, former FIFO member, the last three seasons, he averages 75, and he only plays eight or nine games, so it's just over half of the games in a year, and he averages 75. Look, if he averages that and plays every game, which he is, that gets him around 1,050 points, which is... So now we're just doing a prediction for who comes second in the Leos. That is true. 
But barring the high percentage of Dan Blazer's injury, Ted Ridden seems like a very good prediction. He bats, he bowls, he's captain. And I think he's going to take out the Leos this year. And I'd love to see him win it. Absolutely. Mm. Right. Um, I probably haven't uh, done the analytics as much as you two have. Um, Unlike you, though. You're a data man. I'm a data man. So I thought I'd take a different approach and just go on a bit of gut feel. This guy takes the piss at times on the cricket field, makes things look very easy. Depends where he plays. But Mike Thomas is the absolute all-round package. Um, bats, bowls, fields. Keep. Um, doesn't umpire. But he basically can do it all. Um, highlighted by, he made a ton last year. Um, he bowls quick if he can um, get it on the pitch. He could be playing, you know, maybe C grade, depends. But he's a really good shout to win, I think. Yep, fair enough. And I've, uh, to finish it off, I've gone the man on my left, Miles. Uh, always seems to be around the mark. Uh, has won it before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has had a couple more top three finishes, I think. Come second twice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> not that I'm counting, though. Um, not, not I think that A-grade spot is uh, safely cemented now, so um, that won't need to be worried about. So he'll just have a full season to just sit there and do his thing, and as long as he's in form, he'll be fine. So we'll move on to our big calls next. Yeah. Lula, if you want to start us off again. Well, my big call is that... One of the captains this season will just leave. What? <laughs> Not just step down from captaincy. I think one of the captains will completely walk away from the club. What? And <laughs> not and, and not for some fry commitments. It'll be out of hate for the club. Something Such will a negative call. I've got a couple of questions. Do you have any in mind at the moment? No. No. <laughs> no one specifically. Just, uh, I just think that, collective. I just think I'm pretty sure we were pretty close to it last year with one, maybe two captains. <laughs> So I think this year it might actually happen. Yeah. Um, it was bubbling a bit last year. Maybe. I don't know. I don't actually have anyone in particular in mind. I just think A captain. Could be Owen. Could be, <laughs> could, captain, be, yeah. could be anyone from A to I, any of those seven teams. <laughs> I've got one more question. Do you think the podcast will have anything to do with it? We've obviously uh, driven a few away in our time. Yeah. Um, Several. We'll, no, we're not about driving people away. No, we've brought it back, though. I hope every captain succeeds. I just have a feeling that after what I saw last year, that there could be... I mean, I hope I'm wrong, really. It's a brutal environment, captaincy, isn't it? It's captain a brutal industry. It's not for everyone. Cool. All right, well, moving on to something a bit more positive. <laughs> I think that someone will make 800 runs this season. And the last time... Yeah, 800. The last time that happened was in the 09-10 season, and that was by Gav Smith. He scored about 810. But, yeah, I think there's someone in particular I think's had a massive off-season. I don't think he stopped playing cricket from the last ball that was bowled in round 13 last year in March. Lee Gardner. Could be him. Not going to give away any names. But, look, he's had a big off-season. He's been training hard. And this guy led the batting in their particular side. And you wouldn't think he'd go to another level, but he's gone to another level. So 800 runs is a, is a top five all-time season at the Leadable Career Club. It's 57 a, runs a game. That's a massive call. I think this guy's got it in him. A-grade? Could be. Hope, Not giving away anything. Hope for a few uh, second-inning cheapies if uh, that was going to come true. I think it's going to get it done first innings. <laughs> All right. Um, so my big call um, is that the top 10 in the Leo Award uh, will, will be made up of at least 50% young guns. Uh, we've got another breed coming through this year. Um Last year we had you know, myself, Mark Thomas. There was a few that were up there, 
And this year, I think a few of those guys are going to go to the next level. So five out of the 10, I think will be under the age of 25 or younger. Fair enough. And um, to finish off our big calls, um, it's more of a goal like for us four, really. Um, I've said that it's, this season is going to be our most successful uh, off the field. So like, um, sort of financially, socially, those kinds of things. Um, Spiritually. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, Emotionally. The committee... <laughs> The committee's been slightly unreceptive so far to a few of our ideas, uh, which I think will get brought up again later. Uh, but I think if we get given the reins properly to a few aspects, then physiologically we can <laughs> we can have a big influence on um, a few things. And definitely one that will impact is the new social calendar that we'll have this year. I so think that's going to be a big uh, brought to you by Lewis King, isn't it? Yeah, big Lewis factor. King. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll be able to help him out with that and I think should be a good season in store. So moving on to our breakout or underrated player for this year. Yeah. Uh, well, yours was quite successful last season. I think last season you picked Owen who was coming off a um, Team of the Season award and has now been nominated as the A-grade captain. Yeah, very so exciting. Yours, exciting yours, and he didn't like it, but... You've, you've he hated it. He thought he'd already broken out, but... Um, well, look, I'm going to double down on that. Um, I did pick Owen last year as my breakout player, saying he's threatened for a few years to do good. Um, I still don't think he reached those heights last season that I would have hoped for. But now, being named captain, I think he's in for a huge year like, with the bat, the ball, in the field. Oh, for sure. Oh, you're going Owen again? <laughs> so... <laughs> The player, I'm backing him in this year. I, w- I think I went a year too early, but now I yeah. think now that he's captain and he can, yeah, that added responsibility, I think will bring the best out of him. Yeah, for sure. So we need Surely he gets his player. top three Leos finished this year. He can be one of Miles's yeah. five of the top ten. One of the top ten. If, yeah. if he puts his head down and like... Which I think he will. Yeah, commits. Yeah. All right, so Owen, hopefully, um, break out this year. Um, Jaden, who have you got? Following his success in the off-season, I've gone Cam Slapper-Baker. The way he's been slapping the ball in the off-season is enough to suggest he's going to have a breakout year. So I he's think that good, Cam Baker's actually going to really get up to C-grade this season and play a game in C-grade the way he's hitting the ball, and he bowled very well. So he's a good package. Jason's Slapper. given two big calls. <laughs> two big calls in one? I think that's a bigger call than the big call you made. <laughs> yeah, I think um, yeah, Slaps, he should go all right this year. Um, for me, I'm going Dan Kettle, um, another young boy. Uh, like, can't hard to get him on the pitch for every game, but I think Matt Kettle is committing this year as well, uh, which will be good. Having the brothers playing together means they'll probably play more games. I think he'll be in that low grade that Jaden did the preview for before. Yep, yeah. and um, I think they should thrive down there, have a season playing with their mates. Um, I th- think Dan Dan Kettle will be one that. Flies up the leaderboards this season. Did make 51 in the preseason intra club, so it's a great ball. good. And I've gone a little bit different for my uh, breakout player. These guys have gone a few young guns that are going to uh, progress with age. Um, I've gone for a guy who's basically never really achieved anything in his career, but doesn't have a good reason for never achieving anything. Um, he's always here. He's always at the club. And I think this year it's just going to click. So Raj is Milaj. It's about time you did something, and I think this year that this could be the one. Hopefully Raj finally gets his breakout season. Moving on to our flag predictions. Well, if you want to start us off for this year. 
Um, yeah, I think C grade will win. Ashby should have a good team. Same with F grade, and I think H grade with the changing of captaincy. But Cookie wasn't up to anything. Saxwell. No, I just, think, I just think it might be the little freshen out they need, and they should keep most of the core of that team. I think, and I think I grade they got pretty close last year. I think they won the one day. Flag. Yeah, they won the one day. I think they'll they'll win it as well. So we'll finish with four flags, maybe so, five, depending how um, G grade shapes up. So you're saying four or five? Five out of seven is a so very you, optimistic prediction. Yes, first. Yeah. So the last two seasons, you've actually said four as well, and in that time, we've brought in three combined. Well, one of them, one of those seasons, we didn't really have the chance. There's no finals. They still got awarded though. <laughs> Been the best team in the comp. Asterisk. Yeah, it's an asterisk. That's an asterisk. So you're invalidating the seventh grade. Yep. I think we've already done this. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Been there, done that. So you're picking four again for the third year in a row. Yeah. I mean, last year we had five grand finals, five, four home grand finals, so we should have won four last year, I think. So I think it's a fair prediction. <laughs> so you think we We're should win right. 100% of home grand finals? Well, well, you go into we his favourite. We, we went in his favourite in four grand finals with a chance in five. So I think it's a fair prediction. And got two. Yeah, we underperformed overall on grand final day. All right. But this year, I think we better for the experience, bit of final experience for the boys, which we didn't yep. get in that asterisk year. All right, Jaden. I think A grade, C grade, F grade, and I grade will win flags this season. I've gone four which is, you know, generally always overs, but I think we always get into four or five grand finals. So if we can win a majority of the grand finals we're in, I think that we can get four flags. Cool. I've, um, I've just gotten the three. F, lucky boys as well, with Teddy Ridden there. I think they'll be unstoppable. H, um, that's guns, uh, the progression of the young guns. Ben Simpson. Yeah. Uh, Spiritual leader. Correct. Um, especially with the culture they've created down there. Um, Psychological leader. Yeah, correct. Emotional leader. Physiological Religious leader. Religious leader. Mental leader. Just the leader. Simone. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yes. Uh, and finally, and then, just quickly. Oh, and then, oh, sorry. So you're going to be obviously playing in A grade this year. You don't think you're going to win a flag in A grade? Uh, no, I think it's a possibility. Is it going um, year, maybe? But yeah, I saying? think it's going to be a year where Owen settles in. Um, we did finish fifth last year, so. Um, Big jump. Yeah, I think we'll have to go and uh, and just settle into the four for one year, and then really make our make our jump next year. But then I also think that I grade a good chance to win. Um, again, just like those those boys in H grade, um, the guns in I grade are only going to get better with age. So uh, Pactor and Chili and, and Dan Cully are going to progress another year in their development. Uh, keeping what Jaden said before in mind, this is actually the third year in a row you've tipped A grade to win the flag. He's tripling down. Tripling down. <laughs> it, seems like, it, it seems like there's a conflict of interest there. Just fanboy over the A grade. Yeah. Three years yeah. in a row. He thinks predicting A grade, uh, we're going to flag, we'll make the captain pick him into the side. Yeah. Jaden, Miles and Wilbur, you all picked for uh, our first team to win the flag two years ago, but then only Jaden ba- doubled down on it, and now you're tripling down. Tripling down. I'm a realist. Yeah. Sounds like you're not really paying attention. So am I, I'm a realist. Um, I'm going F grade. I think um, that's that, real. That uh, yeah. competition. That's as real as it gets. Yep, should be alright. Um, new captain reinvigorated again. I think that yeah, as Jaden said before in the preview, that's the team people want to play for. 
should do pretty well. And slightly outrageous, I'm saying J grade. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought we had what? what? I thought they're not a team this year. What are you talking about? I reckon they're Who's all going to come back in the next week well, as a team. They're going to come to us and say, we want to be a part of the club. Please don't kick us out. We'll try our hardest to win the flag this year and get our respect back. You want to kick them out, did they? No, I, I tried. <laughs> they, anyway, they'll be allowed back in uh, under the condition <laughs> that they train. <laughs> under the condition that they train twice as hard this year. What, so four times a week. Well, so Antonio gets about six times a training session now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they'll come back and be better than ever and win the flag. I've got confidence in them. Right, that'll sum up all of our predictions. We'll move on to our award winners for this month. Uh, we've all got our nominees for the Legend of the Month and the newly named Ryan Reuven Fun Police <laughs> Award. So Thanks to Ross for two years of sponsorship for the Fun Police he Award. He had two years of service, but he's, um, fun policing has seriously dropped off last year yeah, so I been, think he's been pretty absent yeah it's inappropriate to name after him so Clues comes in hot after his uh, quadruple, quadruple nomination, nomination <laughs> at the end of last podcast we couldn't, we couldn't overlook him yep and I think he's uh, on track for five in a row uh, yeah my fun police to start off the year is actually Clues as well uh, as I already touched on I've taken over the bar uh, myself and Miles and Dan and Justin were actually stopping the fridge on Thursday night, as you need to do before the season starts. Thanks. Cruz um, was at, also at the club, and he has seen, after we've actually already stacked it all pretty much, and he's stepped in and just, not, not, not even in a nice way, he's just like- Aggressively. Very aggressively sprayed us for our placement of drinks in the fridge. Um, he, I don't remember what it was, it? he wants the, he wants the he want, basically he thinks having ninety six coronas in the fridge um, oh, is that's the right. And he wants the and he the premixed drinks on the top shelf because it's a top shelf drink and yeah. you need to show the quality. <laughs> he actually likened it to putting two hundred dollar bottles of whiskey on the top shelf. And he wanted the red wine in the fridge as well. Hey, what red wine in the fridge? Yeah, oh, I've um, never seen that. Well, we stocked it. I put the white and the sparkling in the fridge and they just left the red in the box, uh, which Clues immediately noticed and wasn't having a bar of. She made me put every single bottle of red wine that we got into the fridge, which um, uh, if they want to drink it cold, okay, but I don't think you're meant to keep red wine in the fridge. And also just putting all of it in the fridge is a bit strange, right? not even giving them the option. Can we actually put this out to our members? Is there anyone out there who drinks cold red wine? I want to know if there's anyone out there. And that's who drinks fine cold if you do, wine. but I think we should still give the option. Correct. I reckon if, if that's the way we've always done it, and like that's where the mums will look or whoever wants to drink it, that's the spot. Then that's fine. Yeah, I guess so. But maybe just mentioning it as a suggestion instead of saying yeah. no, that's not right. Because we were actually having and forcing the bar manager to change it. We were actually having a pretty session, fun yeah. time. We're having a pretty fun time. Socking that fridge and We were, it was a ball Clues then really Policed that Yeah I could, the, siren, <laughs> the sirens and lights Went on straight away Anyway we'll move on to uh, Miles your um, nomination yeah. Who have so, you got for um, this month What was first podcast Yeah so basically um, We did a lot of hard work In the off season Trying to recruit um, Sponsors Justin's our new Sponsorship manager um, 
but there's just this one guy who admittedly um, was really good at recruiting sponsors because he's just got a, a ruthless <laughs> attitude um, and that guy is Ryan Ruthman <laughs> oh come on God it's actually going to be ridiculous six in a row I don't want to I don't want to um, take away from Clues' amazing work recruiting sponsors because um, he honestly does things that the rest of us could never hope to do due to feeling very uncomfortable I imagine. We've already mentioned our fantastic friends at Barbaco. Um, if you want to roast, do it with Barbaco. Don't, don't roast don't drive. drive. <laughs> um, and drive. At least park first. <laughs> word on the street was that they... Um, don't swipe, swipe. <laughs> word on the street was that they weren't sure about committing to the club for a second time um, this year. Um, obviously, you know, uh, maybe they haven't sold enough brides in the last year. Um, they're maybe running um, a little bit of a, a, not as much profit as they'd like. Reputation's gone down after driving like a man. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, let's, so let's, let's just say Grace R isn't buying a, a bride. But anyway. <laughs> she has a lot of pool in Perth. Her, anyway, her um, Clues has the best interest of the club at heart. Um, <laughs> so, um, Vaughan. He's the owner of Barbaco. Great guy, actually. Um, he's coming to the, he will be listening, so... <laughs> Why he might be listening, we're not sure what the update is. <laughs> we don't know. He'll be listening in the car, I'm sure. Um, or roasting. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually not <laughs> sure he might have... I'm not sure he'll be listening because he probably would have turned off. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, so Vaughan... Um, Unfortunately, has has suffered a, a heart attack. So, um, like seriously, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> shit! Why have a heart attack? Why do you listen to this? So seriously, like our condolences to Vaughn and his family. Um, that's actually on, like, honestly a terrible thing to have happen. So, um, Clues is one of his great friends. Has um has gone to visit Vaughn in hospital. Oh, so um, that's a great guy. Yeah, it's really nice. Like supporting supporting Vaughn through a tough time. That's a real um, friend. So this was a brought in flowers. Yeah, this was this was a but you know June July a couple of months ago just when our sponsorship was. Um, Why is he fun place for visiting a guy in hospital? I mean, it well, took a pretty serious return. <laughs> Basically, we were um, the Barbaco contract was hovering on a knife edge. Um, and Clues wasn't sure, not through. Um, it was very time sensitive. Yeah, not through the um, so the unwillingness of <laughs> not through the unwillingness of Vaughn to support the club, but. Just because they weren't sure if they could commit in, in in such a in such a way so quickly, but Clues was visited uh, Vaughn in in hospital just to make that final pitch. You just had a PR <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, just make, make, driving. Make, make that final pitch to um to secure that sponsorship for a second year. Um, from more reports, Vaughn was like, "Look, man, I'm not sure what I can do. Look, I'm sitting here. I've just had a heart attack. I'm in bed. I'm attached to all these wires. I've got a life support machine." <laughs> I assume he was unresponsive. No, he was, no, he was there. No, he was there. Oh. He was all right. Um, he was talking, but he still had a life support machine, funnily enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and basically he said, look, man, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to commit to the club again this year for sponsorship. And and Fun Police Clues has basically gone full ruthless. Um, not sure any of us could do it on that, but he's slowly made his way over to the... <laughs> not the switch. The heart rate monitor. <laughs> oh, my God. Big, big... Clues just goes, look, Vaughn, um, I don't, I'm not sure I want to do this, but um, <laughs> if you don't come and support the Evil Career Club with another year of sponsorship, um, we need sure. the roast. There might be a bit. <laughs> yeah, look, there might be a bit of trouble. This face might be the last thing you ever see. Your family, your family outside are going <laughs> to. 
go through a bit of a tougher time, Vaughn. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the, the heart rate monitor, beep, 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 beep. Eat. I'll, and goes, I'll also no. leave a bad review. Vaughn goes, all right, $2,000, my final offer includes goes, Vaughn, I don't think. I don't <laughs> Come think, on, Vaughn. I don't, think you're understand- right I don't think you're picking up what I'm putting down here, Vaughn. <laughs> his hand moves closer to the switch. Vaughn, you can... Beads of sweat dripping off his head. Fine! $5,000 to the leadable cricket club. Close goes, pleasure doing business. Walks out of the hospital room. <laughs> out of the hospital room. That's dedication to that the Is that um, legend of the month or fun place? Yeah, that's a cool uh, look, I'm honestly pretty from, rattled by from that. From a leadable cricket club perspective, it may be pretty legendary, but that from Vaughn and his family, I'm sure they weren't having too much fun. That is genuinely like... You're a sociopath. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and who who did you hear this story from? Like, do you get such a detailed recount? Uh, I don't want to reveal my sources, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just reading a few um, reports, rep- <laughs> reading reports in a psychological journal, um, just a case study on sociopaths. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. So, <laughs> Jesus, that's my. Um, <laughs> That was that's my. <laughs> I took a turn I did not expect. That's my fun police for the months of September. All right, um, Jaden, if you want to take our next one, I think this one's it's, um, yeah, not okay. quite life, life and death, be, but pretty yeah, heavy for the listeners to take in that story. That isn't life and death. Especially if Vaughan's family's listening, they have to relive that. It's <laughs> 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 been a tough time, I'm sure, and they've had to go through that all over again, exactly how it happened this as well. Is Oh, this is actually a big call, but I think that's even worse. No, don't bring it up again. No, 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 we can't. No, we're not Andy legally Austin. allowed to bring that one up. Who, who are you talking about? No, we're not. A former member of the club when he held another no. member of the club's family. <laughs> I don't know who that is. All right, all right I'm going to move on. I'm definitely going to move on. Right. Uh, I'm actually going to call out no one specifically, but this is pretty general. Obviously, I have some sort of influence over selections, working with Gav, but I'm pretty sick and tired of people messaging me about where they want to play. I don't think um, our club entitles anyone to just rock in and choose where they want to play. So, it's taking a bit of fun out of the club. And the other one is people... Depends what way you look at it. does depend what way you look at it. <laughs> and the other one is people... Leaving team group chats. Oh. Someone during the week left a group chat made up of potential players in that grade because they don't want to play that grade, I believe. What grade? It was A grade. It was A grade. Someone has left the group chat. Something we wouldn't. So I I left by accident. Just add me back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think we wouldn't want to play there. You'd be mad not to play A grade. You'd be mad. Mm. Well, judging by our flag predictions. Jaden's got on for one. So, yeah, what do you mean? Anyway, thanks, Jaden. Um, for mine, <laughs> um, one of the committee members, um, actually, I will single him out. Um, Matt Saxon um, does a lot of work behind the scenes, has to be applauded for that. But Treasurer of 10 years. Yep. Um, Calling him out. Yeah, but um, we're not in the 2010s anymore, mate. We're in the 2020s, and we need to be open to new financial ideas. Um, I think so a few a few times, not me, but just younger members have brought forward um, ideas that have just been dismissed 
I think without Ben listening purely because it's been brought forward by a young member, no thoughts going into rejecting the idea. Is it true the fact that we made $30 in interest last year? Yeah. We have uh, close to six figures in our bank account. Which I funds. think is at that rate below inflation rate. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's below the 1.2, so 1.3. Yeah. You could actually look at it in a way that we actually lost money in that sense last yep. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, in theory, we lost money last year on our investments. So I think. It wouldn't be the worst idea to at least have a look at some new ideas, change something at least, but um, just getting shut down. Even if it's a small thing. Yeah, it doesn't need to be anything significant, but yeah, you'd think it's not in a happy state to be moving forward, going like that. So that's um, fun police for sure. Obviously more money is more social events, things like that. Nicer facilities. Cheap so drinks. Cheap drinks, exactly. Another so, story, underground bar. Yeah, so costing us lots of fun by uh, hindering our success. But obviously, we're trying to change that, and that was part of my big call. Uh, We'll move on to our legends, and then we'll finish off. So, Wilbur, who have you got for your legend for Uh, pre-season? Scuffer Baker, already been through it. He won us the game in the scratch match. Simple as that. Yeah, he's killing it at the moment. um, Big presence around the club as well. Another good thing about Slapper Baker is he offered his house up in the off-season for him and Lewis King to have a little retreat. Oh, that's right, couples retreat. Three-day retreat. retreat. Mm. They couples retreat. Tore up the Mandra nightclubs. What? I think it was March or April, was it? April? Yeah, April. May. 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 About May, yeah. Him and Lewis went down to Mandra for a weekend. I ran that town. Oh, yeah, I think it was a very busy weekend for the boys. Nine, nine bedroom house. They only need one. <laughs> they slept in all the bedrooms. <laughs> slept in the same one. <laughs> all right, um, Jaden, who, who's your pick for the preseason legend of the month? Uh, I'm going Mike Thomas. What? Yeah, Mike Thomas. <laughs> Absolute legend. No, I just think that he's good for the culture of the club. Uh, he's very committed. I just like what I'm seeing from him this preseason. Enough said. Yep. Yeah, he's also had a big presence. Good signs from him early. Um, so my one, so many of you or may may not know actually, but we secured some money last year through friend of the club, John Carey, for a new scoreboard. John. Um, oh, so John, John. Will be, John will be listening. Hi, John. You will. Um, we, and well, so this new scoreboard is on its way to the club and uh, needed some electrical work done to make sure that the um, everything's going to be functional properly and Brett Sheldrick has gone out of his way to sort the club out with the proper uh, you know powerpoints and stuff yeah equipment so uh, legendary behaviour from uh, Brett Sheldrick and John and John hopefully yeah, John tuned out money. for the roast <laughs> or Steve-o. no the fun police Steve-o did not deserve that no he didn't <laughs> uh, and finally to finish it off uh, my legend of the preseason has been Dan Bullays Thing his um, addition to the committee has been massive because um, just his design work it just takes so long and it looks so good. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth it for us to um, get him as as involved as possible, and his willingness to get around it has paid off massively. So legendary stuff from Dan this preseason. Hopefully, it keeps going throughout the year, and I think that'll just about do us, boys. Thanks for listening to the first podcast of the new season and good luck in round one. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Don't drive and roast.